Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, I would like to be chilling. Mm. Are you not? I was. I was just trying to do a spinoff of a quote about something we are going to uh, talk about. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we're uh, doing something different. Since January doesn't have that many movies coming out, we are going back to Star Wars. But we're going to some good Star Wars here with The Mandalorian. It is the first live-action Star Wars TV show and is the top series for the Disney Plus streaming service. If you do not know what The Mandalorian is, it takes place between episode 6 and 7 and follows a lone Mandalorian who is a bounty hunter. And yeah, that's basically what it is. It's short, short season. It's what, 6... Six or eight episodes. Eight? I feel like it's eight. I think it's eight, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Mike, what'd you, what'd you like about it? Well, something I really hated about the show is that there really wasn't too much to hate. This show is the definition of what Disney should have been doing with the sequel trilogy. It wasn't anything too fancy at first. It builds characters up. I mean, you see true character progression and obviously our star the mandalorian but yeah overall the show was just terrific i mean some episodes are definitely better than the rest like the first and the first episode three first first third and the last two yeah those were definitely the best of the episodes but by no means does this show really have a bad episode there was no episode where you're like well this sucked yeah no i agree with you it's the show works well because they, well, like you said, they did what Disney should have been doing from the beginning in that they showed us new stuff, but it's everything within the realm of what we know. So, like, the child, Baby Yoda. We've seen Yoda before, so we know what that species is. And, unlike, say, Episode 9, where, you know, Ray pulls Force powers out of her ass, the child, since we know the species is connected to the Force and they live long, we see him do some of those same moves. But it works because they don't know what they're what they're doing, and it shows that he gets exhausted after he tries to do it. There is basic action and consequence. So it's just stuff like that. You highlighted uh, some of the better episodes. I mean, those are more action-heavy episodes, but even the action's pretty good, even though there's no Jedi or Sith. Correct. I mean, uh, which episode was it when uh, they were breaking the one guy out of prison? Uh, sixth. The sixth? Yeah. That one, Mandalorian goes full badass in. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go too heavy on the spoilers for this episode, but he's basically like a Batman. He is an yeah. unstoppable force. But, I mean, for most of it, obviously it's just his voice, but Pedro Pascal really, even with his voice work for this, because, again, the mask is on almost the entire time, he does yeah, some great about- voice work for this. Yeah, considering the mask is on his face for 99.9. There was literally one scene where it comes off. But there was one episode where he was was at the uh, remote planet, and he he realized he had to go back, and he wanted to leave the child there. But he's heartbroken, and you can tell in his voice he's heartbroken that he has to take him with him because the bounty hunters aren't going to stop. Correct. And it's just... Since you mostly just hear his voice, hear his voice. It's phenomenal acting, 
And the way the character's written is he can be a badass, like you said, in episode six and in other episodes, but he's very vulnerable as well. He's not a Jedi or a Sith. He's just a bounty hunter. Is he well-trained? Absolutely. But he does take injuries, and it is possible he could die. Yes, which he does come close to several times throughout the show. And what's, again, also good is that it's not connected to the main saga of films. Anything can happen to these characters, and it's okay. So there's actual tension where, oh, they're actually going to kill off one of these characters? Because they might. You don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Baby Yoda's death is in the near future. No, uh, not now. Yeah, no, they're not going to kill its uh, their cash crop. As uh, this actually, the second season, they switched the title. It's actually the Baby Yoda show. Mm-hmm. It's the child <laughs> featuring Mandalorian. Correct. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what they're going to bring for season two because the show was great. I mean, and it gives us a lot of hope for the upcoming shows as well because the best episodes of this were directed by Deborah Chow, who will be the director of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And, yes, apparently it is still happening. They just wanted to rework the script because it was too similar to The Mandalorian in setting-wise. Yeah, I guess, you know, another desert planet, lone guy, I, I mean, I guess, but I and don't have a complaint with that. A child, technically. He was looking after Luke Skywalker, a child. Yeah, but it's not like it's going to be Obi-Wan and, like, five-year-old Luke driving around Tatooine. True, because he has to work in the shadows. Yeah. But yeah, another thing I wanted to mention is this show, even though it didn't really have to, this show showed more of how the New Republic works after episode six than any of episode seven did which is just mind-boggling yeah and it actually showed like the true aftermath of the death star crashing yeah or death star crashing like the actual repercussions like what did the majority of the empire stormtroopers do after what did the imperial officers do when they didn't have a paycheck to hold them by yeah, like that shit's actually interesting. Some form up and have their own mercenary groups. Some try to the the moth character toward the end, who seems to be like declaring himself his own leader and trying to rule a certain part of the galaxy. Like all these different factions that have developed since the fall of the empire, but still in conflict with the new republic and just mercenaries like the Mandalorian. It's just it is an interesting to see. Much more interesting than a new rebellion versus the first order. Was there any was there any negatives that you had to it? Not really. I mean, the most negative thing is the second episode because it was a little bit slower. But that's what showed mm-hmm. that Baby does have force powers. Yeah, I mean, because I, 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 before I watched this, I mean, you, you watched them as they came out. But for me, I saw some complaints about the middle episodes being like, oh, you know, this it's gone downhill. As someone who binge watched it, I never had an issue with it. I liked the uh, classic Western, like, single stories for each episode for most of it and i thought it was fine yeah um, it works yeah. very well i thought it worked because plot wise it made sense he had to go into hiding he had his own adventures and then came back and finished the job it, it makes sense if i had to name a complaint uh i can't really <laughs> it's hard yeah it's hard. you gotta really think about it and trust me we've we've been thinking about trying to come up with a negative for it and it's just, just yeah. not really not really popping I, up like, give us some more, you know, we can go back to episode nine if you want to complain, but, like, this show basically, I, I feel it didn't have that many, that much expectation, but it, it hit a home run after a home run, and for Disney, they must be super excited, 
Baby Yoda is giving them a shit ton of merch. They have a season two for the show. And they even said, at least for now, for next year or two, it's all TV shows for Star Wars. It's not movies. So, which I guess leads us into the next part, which is Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Mandalorian, I think we both agree, is a very important show, not just for Star Wars, but also for Disney Plus as a whole. Correct, because that's kind of what Disney Plus is pretty much surviving on right now as far as new content. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, qu- quarterly numbers came out, which is the first quarter since Disney Plus started. And they're at around 26 million paying subscribers. So The Mandalorian did its job because between that and the other new live action content, people signed up for Disney+. Plus. It is now up to the job of season two and the other Star Wars shows, along with Marvel, to keep that going. So I think a question I'll throw to you, Mike, is now that they know there's a future for this, how long do you think they would keep The Mandalorian on? Um, <clears throat> Talking three seasons, five seasons? I want to say at most four to tell a complete story. Okay. Because, but I could see them easily doing it in three seasons. But do I think they're going to stop at three? Probably not. Because they already set up the main villain for next season, which is uh, Moff Gideon, who, which uh, we're going to have to do some spoilers here was holding the dark saber now for many people that don't know there was only one mandalorian jedi in history and he held what was known as the dark saber it's not your traditional jedi blade it's more the blade comes out in more of a sword like appearance and it is black with a white aura around it it is somewhat legendary now the importance of moff gideon having it being we know the mandalorian and him are going to come head to head and it'll probably end up in the mandalorian's hands yes and then uh, i guess when he gets it he would be called the mandalorian right correct. Okay. and then potentially for a third season we could introduce uh i don't know probably like a sith act like something like that now that he has a dark saber something along those lines who knows oh see i, I was thinking maybe the uh trying to find a species of Baby Yoda would be the main plot of Season 2. And in Season 3 would be Moff Gideon comes back around as the main villain. And then that's when the finale is Mandalorian takes the Darksaber. Because I feel if you... Like like you said, unless you bring in a Sith-like character, I don't feel you should waste Moff Gideon in one season. Yeah, but I feel like he's going to have the whole season. Like he, The Mandalorian's not going to get the Darksaber until like the very last episode. It's going to be like yeah. one of those things. So, like, yeah. Moff Gideon will have his entire season of hunting the Mandalorian down. And we do know Darth Maul is... Actually, no, he's not around anymore. No, he's not. He, uh, he died right before episode four, so... not a win- It would be cool, considering the stuff he puts the Mandalorians through in the Clone Wars, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, another Sith that would be around at that time, but we don't know. They could always make one. Yeah. Yeah, Another I mean, pawn of a uh, good old sheave. Or maybe some uh, some leftover Inquisitors from the Empire era, since they've uh, been pushing that in Rebels and in the Star Wars game. Yep, I can see that happening. Yeah, But yeah, I mean, obviously the Mandalorian, right now everyone enjoys it, and you know, everyone loves Baby Yoda, but I really do think, you know, five, ten years from now, when we have more time to look at the Disney era of Star Wars, the Mandalorian will be a bright spot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. 
like just watching it, at least for me, it, I'm and like, the writing's fine. Like the writing's not fantastic. Like it's not deep, but it's just simple fun. Simple Star Wars fun that I had as a kid watching Episode Three or watching the old movies, and I didn't really get with the new Star Wars movies. So, my hats off to John Favreau. Who you know, I feel at this point Disney should just give him a his own building or office or whatever. I mean, started the MCU with Iron Man, you know, did live action movies, Jungle Book, Lion King, and now saving Star Wars. I mean, come on. Yeah, the guy is essentially the real J.J. Abrams. He is their J.J. Abrams. And yeah. Well, because J.J. Abrams was given the franchise thinking he was going to make it great. And I mean, I, I guess he did his best. I mean, but, I guess. Uh, it's, it's clear John Favreau's kind of got a, a knack for Disney, knows how to make Disney work into things that Disney necessarily wouldn't work into. Yeah. And obviously, they love him enough to keep giving him these opportunities. They trust him enough with it, and so far it's paid off. But I think that'll be it for this week's episode. Obviously, not a super long episode, bit of a quiet week, but we will be back next week with our Oscar results. We'll see how that goes. But until then, Mike... If anyone has thoughts about Mandalorian, where should they let us know? Well, if you guys have any comments, uh, negative comments about the Mandalorian, uh, you can keep them to yourself. If you want to share some other stuff, feel free to email us at entertainmentexpansion@outlook.com. That doesn't tickle your fancy. Come on down to our Instagram page, which is properly labeled Entertainment Expansion. Uh, send us a direct message. Put a comment under the last post. And finally, you got to check out our YouTube channel. We've got tons more videos that I think you guys are really going to like. And as always, we will read out your comments on the air. Yep, as always, we uh, always do that. And yeah, uh, our YouTube channel is the main spot to get some great audio and visual representation of what we talk about. But that'll be it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening and see you next week.